Happy Holidays, Secret Squad. You know how much I love this season. And no matter what you're celebrating, I hope you're surrounded by health, happiness, and love. To celebrate the season with me, I am joined by the wonderful Nancy Fuller. Nancy is an entrepreneur, chef, and a fabulous fun fixture on the Food Network. She just wrapped up her sixth year of being a judge on Holiday Baking Championship, where amateur bakers show off their family traditions and baking skills for a cash prize. I thought she would be the perfect person to swap holiday secrets with. And of course, talk about all of the holiday treats that make us drool. This is The Secret to Holiday Happiness. So welcome, Nancy. Hello, love it. Merry Christmas. Oh, and yes. happy holidays. Happy holidays. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you as well. I'm going to have to tell you Thank right you. up front, I love you. I love everything you stand for. Well, I appreciate that. And I love you and I love your husband. Yay. And I am a great force of discipline. And uh, so I respect your ideals. And thank you for having me. You are so sweet to say all of that. Well, you are so welcome because I watch everything you do as well. I have loved the Holiday Banking Championship. I love all of it because Christmas is such a fun holiday for me and my family. It's a big tradition. It has been for me growing up. It was big for my mother. She loved it. My grandmother loved it. My boys, they have families of their own, but they still count on all of the traditions that they grew up with from me. So, and I'm happy about that. Well, I think traditions are so important and we have the same. I have, I raised six children and I have 13 grandchildren and we bring them together twice a year just so that I can keep that tradition going. We have Camp Gigi in the summer and we have Christmas in, now we're in Florida. um, So we have Christmas in Florida in the winter. And Mm. And they just love it. It it creates such unity and camaraderie as these kids evolve and grow and and, uh, we nurture them. It's phenomenal. And they so gravitate to it and love it. Yes. I think that's why my heart just loves you so much. I'm so full right now of love and excitement because we're doing this together. Sadly, it's virtual. But yes, you just said exactly how I feel You know, I raised my boys like my mother and father raised me and my sisters and my brother. That tradition is so important, and I'm keeping the tradition alive with my children and my grandchildren. We have two grandchildren with our oldest son, Avery, in London. They're 11 and 10, and I'm so happy to say we have a new grandchild. It's her first Christmas with us this year, Ro is just nine months old. At Christmas time, she'll be 10 months old, but... it's so exciting to have a new baby. It's a baby's first Christmas. And I have to tell you that with every Christmas, I'm a theme person. So my theme for this Christmas is it's Avery's 12th Christmas, London's 11th Christmas, and Rose's first Christmas. That's wonderful. And it's it's so meaningful because it's so intimate. Yes. And do you buy them an ornament every year? Yes, I do. I do. And do you know, I have in our family room, I put up a what's called the family Christmas tree. 
And it truly, it's gotten quite large because it's filled with ornaments I have collected for 45 years. Philip and I've been married 45 years. And it has ornaments from our first Christmas tree we shared together. And I still have every ornament from every year that is a symbol of every year. And I add an ornament for every family member, every child, every grandchild. So, yes, I do. That's important, too. And they they love, you know, looking at them every year and remembering them as they get older. Yes. And it, it's just the best. I have I have them from when they first started school, oh. the kids, and they would bring home the handmade ornaments. Yes. And I preserved them and still use them. My great-grandmother's ornaments, my grandmother's oh, ornaments, my really? mother. One year yes. when Avery started ballet, I found ballet slippers and had her name put on them in that year. So I even try to find ornaments the whole year that signify something important that happened in everyone's life. I know um, when Duff Goldman and I were filming Holiday Baking Championship in Knoxville this year, um, I bought uh, his daughter, Josephine, um, a little ornament from Knoxville (gasps) because I spent much time with her there this year. And, uh, and she'll have that, you know, Duff will keep that forever. Yes, she will. And, uh, and it's just special. You're so lucky you have 13 grandchildren. I've got to say, I have three, I have one on the way right now. So soon after the beginning of the year, I'll actually have four, but I would take nine more in a heartbeat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and you may well have them. <laughs> I I'll, I'll always keep my fingers crossed. We have a lot of multiple births in the family, so I don't know, but you're so lucky. I love that you have 13. How many boys and how many girls do you have in that? Seven and six. Oh. And then we have, um, they range from, well, right now they're 10 to 21. 10 And to- we have four in college. Yeah. Congratulations. They, they do Thank grow you. fast, don't they? They really do. It was like yesterday, you know, and we filmed Farmhouse Rules as they were growing. We did 80 episodes of that, and we're on our eighth season of Spring and Holiday Baking Championship. So it's that we've had that evolution as well with them and their personalities. And recently, Elise just said to her mother, she's my youngest, um, could I inherit Gigi's job? <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. She isn't loves it, it. Isn't it wonderful? And I love yeah. your your grandmother name of Gigi. I love that. Nita, my uh, middle child, she came up with that one. I think when Kim's first child was born. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I always, I don't know. I always wanted to just be grandma. It's well, not- I love Ro. I love, is Ro a derivative of your name? No, they just came up with raw. It's R-O-W. And I absolutely love that name. Uh, They both thought of it early on in her pregnancy and Uh they considered other names throughout the entire nine months, but they kept going back to Roe and it fits her perfectly. It is the cutest name. Her middle name is Ringley, R-E-N-G-L-I-I. And that's great. It's a gorgeous name, Roe Ringley. I love it. I I really thought it was part of Robin. No, it's really uh, not. It's really not. But and my, 
My niece just had a baby and she named him Crew. I had never heard the name Crew before. Oh, that's a pretty name. How do they spell it? C-R-E-W. Oh, that's beautiful. I don't know why, but my name went to C-R-U. I don't know why, but I think that's a champagne, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Crew. I love that name. I haven't heard that before either. Crew. I haven't. I never have, but I thought it was very unusual and, and adorable. I think that is adorable for either boy or a girl, too. So let me ask you something. Is there a specific dish that you always make for the family during the holidays and only the holidays? Yes, I make scalloped oysters Ooh. for Christmas dinner. Always have, always will. From the first crop, I freeze enough corn for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Wow. Always have, 50 years. <gasps> really? So yes. do you you take it from the first crop and do you do you cut yes. it? Cut it off the cop and freeze it. Uh-huh. In wow. plastic bags. I love it. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I and have one dish that I make from Thanksgiving to Christmas that is my mother's recipe. It's almond cookies. And I can only make them at the holidays because my mother only made them at the holidays. And I've always said that if I just randomly made almond cookies in July, I don't think my family would eat them. They would go, oh, no, no, no. I can't have those right now because those are only Christmas. Yeah. It's tradition. (laughs) So do the little ones love to bake or cook with you? They do. It it was so much fun when they were really little because we would go picking blueberries and then come home and make a great big blueberry pie Mm. or a great big blueberry cobbler. Um, Strawberry picking apple, you know, Hudson Valley is just full of of, um, orchards. So we have pears and we have cherries and we have um, apples. And so we do all of that and then make make jam or make pies or make cobblers. I'm a big cobbler person. I love cobbler. And, you know, people don't have a lot of time anymore, Robin, or they don't take the time as much. So instead of doing cookies, I often do a cookie recipe, but I make it into a a bar so that it's like in an eight by eight pan. And then, and then, and little bites, you know, little one inch squares and, uh, and it's one stop shopping. You know, you just put it in the oven, take it out of the oven, and you're not spending seven and eight minutes all day long with the cookie sheets. Oh, that's so true. Um, so do you put it in a so, pan or do you put it on the sheet? Nope. I, I take the, the, the batter and I just put it in a eight by eight pan oh, okay. and put it in the oven and bake it for 15 minutes, whatever it is. Done. Okay. Done. And then the kids... At Christmas time, they can decorate that. You could make each kid one, right? And then they can decorate. Instead of several cookies, they can just do one kind of cake top. That's perfect. Which which is different and fun to do. And it gives them a, you know, those little kids especially, it gives them a a broader palette per se. Yes. Um, to work on, canvas to work on. That's so perfect because you're right. If you want to make cookies, you're in the kitchen all day long. Well, this season of Holiday Baking Championship was so much fun. Being a judge on this show must really get you into the holiday spirit. Well, <laughs> it's filmed in June and July or August, you know, oh. within, within those summer months. So I guess... 
when I'm watching it, it's definitely getting me in the the uh, holiday spirit. Of course, it started in November and and ended yeah. in uh, I think the 22nd or so of December. Um, but yes, when it's through the holiday period, yes, it gets me very much engrossed with <laughs> baking. That's so true. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of people don't realize that when they pick up a magazine or they turn on a show that has to do with the holiday season, they don't realize that it has to be filmed, edited, and released, and all of that. So it is impossible to actually do a holiday feature, whether it's in print or tape, actually around the holidays. Right. They, they don't realize it. Right. <laughs> okay, so can you tell us about an episode that you especially loved from this season? You know, I love them all, and you get so attached to the people. Yes. So I guess... It's the finale that really does it because you just don't know. You know, it's exciting for the judges as well as for the contestants and the viewers because we don't know. We don't know what's happened in the kitchen. So we don't see it until we watch it on TV. So when they bring something out and they've had a catastrophe, (gasps) we have no idea that anything has happened. We can guess if we, if it's, if it's messy or something, yeah. we can say, I'm an issue or did you have an, a problem or whatever? And they might say yes. And we're constantly saying, you know, just tell us that's the way it's supposed to be. It's a rusty part. <laughs> you can probably tell by the looks on their faces that they're like, they've exactly. been crying. I have to say it's so much fun. And it's interesting to know that you really don't know what happened behind the scenes until you watch the show. I love that. So how much fun and, is it to eat dessert on the job every day? Well. Look at me. <laughs> well, Every you look day. gorgeous. You look gorgeous. <laughs> um, it's fun. I mean, sometimes it's not fun. If you get like pe- peppermint, don't ever use peppermint extract in anything. Oh, really? And if you do use it just sparingly, and you're better off just to scrunch up some um, peppermint candies yeah. for that flavor because it's, you know, it's intense. Oh. So we've had some pretty bad peppermint yeah. cakes or pies or whatever they happen to make mm. um that's the worst and then like burned lemon <laughs> that's not a match and lemon and chocolate that's not a match good to know <laughs> so we, we we get some wonderful things but we get a few not so wonderful things as well that is so good to yeah. know Okay, so now, listeners, now, if you watch Holiday Baking Championship, you know that Nancy lights up whenever someone makes a dessert with rum or bourbon. Is that right, Nancy? Exactly. That's that that bourbon. You you can't have enough bourbon or bacon. (laughs) So in honor of you, in honor of you as my guest, I created the perfect drink because we do two things consistently on this podcast. One, we do a drink of the day. So for this drink of the day, I have done one that's called the buttered rum cake. Hold the cake. Oh, Robin, that's genius. That's great. (laughs) Oh, that looks wonderful. I love your name. Well, we create our drinks of the day for our guest. And look how cute. Okay, so you're going to first make a spiced butter to get started. 
Roll six tablespoons of butter with a rolling pin until it's flattened. Add three tablespoons of brown sugar, one teaspoon of cinnamon, one quarter teaspoon nutmeg, and one quarter teaspoon of allspice, using a spatula to incorporate. So then you make each drink individually. Each mug gets one and a half tablespoons of your spiced butter, two ounces of rum, six ounces of boiling water. Combine, stir, and enjoy. So sadly, we're virtual, but cheers to you. Well, cheers. Cheers to you. I'll feel better. I hope that's rum you're drinking. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, unfortunately not. Oh my gosh. That is the most delicious drink. I will try it. I wrote it down. Butter and spice and rum and water. It is so good. So for all of you listeners, you can go to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com. We'll have the recipe on there. In honor of Nancy Fuller, we created this drink. Yay. So I really consider baking an act of love. Do you? I do. I absolutely do. The old adage, a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Yes, I totally and agree. Children. I totally agree. Your children. I've told well. this story a dozen times, I know, but I've got to tell it again after you just said that because I was dating Philip and I said, hey, what's your favorite pie? Because I'm really good at baking. And he said, chocolate cream pie. And I went, okay, well, I'm going to go home and bake you a pie. And I went home to my mother's home and I told her, mom, got to have a chocolate cream pie because she was a phenomenal baker. And uh-huh. she, st- she said, okay. And she started baking that pie from scratch, pie crust, everything. And I called him on the phone every once in a while. And I I would tell him what she was doing. I told him I was doing it. And then I called (laughs) him and said, okay, I'm finished with the pie. It's ready. And I sprinkled some powder on myself. And I got in the car and I drove over into his house. He was at his parents' house. And I walked in with this pie, sliced it up, gave a piece to his father, to him and his mother. And he knew the whole time I didn't bake that pie. I said, how do you like it? And he said, I love it. And then finally, you know, he said, I said, okay, I can't, I, I'm not a liar. I can't lie. I didn't make the pie because I know you didn't, but you get an A for effort. Because So the way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Tell me, can you make that chocolate cream pie today? I could make it today. Yes, I've made it numerous times. Not as good as my mother's pie, but I have made him lots of pies. <laughs> Listen, we've been together almost 50 years now. I know. That's remarkable. Congratulations. That's super. Thank you. So how did you get started learning how to bake? Uh, Apron strings of my grandmother's apron. Um, Grammy Carl. And she baked. She was a farmer. And my grandfather was a farmer. And she, she baked every single day. We all baked every day. I baked every day when I raised my kids. Um, it was just part of what you did on the farm. You made breakfast, you made lunch, you made dinner, and you always had dessert after dinner. Yep. And so I think, I mean, that was just, that led to so many options as, as I grew older and, um, became a caterer and, and it was all from, you know, from Grammy Carl and her apron strings and learning how to make dough and you can do so much with dough yeah. from savory to sweet and back and forth and 
And then raising six kids, I thought, well, that's a dinner party three times a day. Oh my gosh, and, I can't uh, imagine. And, and then uh, it just evolved into catering and then the catering evolved into um, my buying my husband's brother out years ago uh-huh. on a food distribution company. And, uh, and then Here 13 grandchildren oh. and I'm still cooking. I, I used to love it when my grandmother and my mother would bake pies and they would make the pie crust and then they'd take that those leftover pieces of pie crust yes. and put the cinnamon and sugar on them and that was our treat. Yeah. Uh, just those yes. little things, those little memories. I also love your motto, fresh is best unless you're stressed. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Robin, I've made more pie crust than I ever could imagine and now fresh is best unless you're stressed pillsbury pie dough in the refrigerated section a lifesaver yep a lifesaver and then another great dessert for kids whipped cream and chocolate wafers or nate's cookie yes and you just stack them like a trifle and just Cookie, whipped cream, cookie, whipped cream. It can be a log. It can be a stack. It can be whatever you want it to be. Fabulous dessert. Nobody's the wiser. It's delicious. And then for Christmas for the kids, I take a scoop of vanilla ice cream and I roll it in shredded coconut and then lay it on a bed of chocolate sauce. And I call it a snowball. Oh, I love it. Easy, simple for kids to do or do with you. Yeah. Oh, I, you know what I always did for my boys and they just loved it. I would take a scoop of vanilla ice cream, roll it in, in chopped nuts, cover it all in chopped nuts and then squeeze chocolate sauce all over it. And they give it to them. Sometimes I'd put a cherry on top, maybe squeeze some caramel on it, but they loved it. It was their favorite dessert. It's so easy. (laughs) Oh, I know what I wanted to tell you that my cookbook has the, the best chocolate sauce ever in the whole wide world. Oh. And the book is called Farmhouse Rules, and they can buy it at fullerfarmer.com. And I will address it to the person of their choice and write a little something. Oh. If they want me to write something or I'll write something and, and then I'll sign it. And I'll ship it to them. Oh. And uh, I do it all myself. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that, listeners? What a perfect Christmas present or New Year's Eve present, New Year's Day. But listen, it's got the special Christmas sauce recipe in it. And I feel like if you have a delicious Christmas uh, chocolate sauce, every dessert is perfect. So you get this cookbook with a special message autographed by Nancy. You can't miss Thank you for well, doing that. that. You're welcome. A- Thank you. And I'm sorry. I hope I didn't wasn't self promoting, but I but it's it's real. Are you the, kidding? The cookbook no. is real. The recipes are real. The story's real. It's a hundred percent authentic. That is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So on that, tell us what projects that you have coming up next. Well, my next project is an hour and a half cooking lesson through New York Kitchen. Mm. And then I have a show that I'm going to be doing in L.A. called Memorable Meals. <gasps> and that's going to be fun. That's a streaming show. Oh, really? So I can't, 
can't talk too much about it because it's not out there yet, okay. but that's that's in the planning stage and we're we're very close. Hopefully we'll film by January, February. I can't wait. It's going to be great because we'll t- we'll have families come in and that don't cook that have all their little um, you know, technical things, iPhones and all that all that technical stuff. And of course, I'm at the dinner table. You do not bring such things to the dinner table. No. You're at the dinner table to enjoy the food, respect the person that has taken their time to make the food. Yes. And no cell phones. Wow. Even if it's once a week, there has to be a time that these people can sit down, make an easy meal, and just enjoy it and look into each other's eyes. Yes. And ask, what did you do today? Yes. What was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? What was the funniest part of your day? What made you happy? What made you sad? This is how you gain communication with these kids that are on this blank screen and totally uncommunicative. Oh, I love it. And it's all done through the heart with with delicious food. I mean, it's just the yes. most beautiful time for a family. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I can't and- wait. Well, me too. It could be breakfast, it could be lunch, it could be dinner, just something, just something to bring that family together at least once a week. That's beautiful. Okay, so we've come to a time in the podcast that we do with every podcast, and that's play a game. Do you like playing games? Okay, I would love to play a game. Well, today's game is The Price is Right. (laughs) So I'm going to go through some common baking ingredients, and we have to name the price of the item closest without going over wins that round. Now, just a little side note right now. I just want to tell you, 45 years ago, when Philip and I went on our honeymoon, we actually went to the taping of a Price is Right show. (laughs) Can you believe it? it? I, I went to that Price is Right just as Bob was retiring. Really? And I wore a t-shirt and my daughter and my niece went and the t-shirt said, bye-bye, big Bob. Oh, how cute. (laughs) Oh, that's so cute. cute. Well, this was 45 years ago and we went to, we flew out here to California because we lived in Texas at the time, got married in Texas. And we came out here to his sister and brother-in-law's home to go Vegas or whatever. But I love the prices, right? It was a taping of the nighttime prices, right? But I thought it was so much fun when my staff came up with this game. So all of these items were bought at the same Target store, just so you'll know. So, okay, the first item is McCormick Vanilla Extract. So how much do you think the price is of this box with the bottle of McCormick Vanilla Extract? $4.50. Okay, now I want you to know, I do not know the prices of these. My staff has the price. I'm just going to go with $6. I don't know why. Okay. Okay, the The price is $8.29. Oh, my word. That's so oh. cute. I always say, oh, my word as well. <laughs> okay, <laughs> my, my next one is 12 ounces of Nestle... Toll House Semi-Sweet Chocolate Chips. Ooh. Gosh, I just want 
these. What is the price um, of these? Well, they've got clue. to be more than, they're heavier than that vanilla extract, but I want to open it right now and eat some, but. I'm going to say 379 Okay. And I'm going to say, for some reason, I want to say like $7. I don't know. It, because of the $8 for the <laughs> vanilla. Oh, the price is $2. You win $2.99. Could oh, they be gosh. that inexpensive? There's so many. I think so. The next one is, wow, a two-pound bag of gold medal all-purpose flour. This was hard to get during the pandemic because my sweet, precious daughter-in-law loves to bake cookies, as does her sister, Uh Jacqueline. Erica and Jacqueline love to bake, and they couldn't get any flour for a while. And I said, oh, really? I think I have some in my pantry. And I went in there and got the biggest bag of flour. And my (laughs) daughter-in-law said, oh, don't give that to Jacqueline. I want it. (laughs) I said, oh, okay, I'll I'll share. Okay, we'll share. Okay, two-pound gold medal all-purpose flour. How much do you think this is? $1.99. Really? I want to say $5. But it's $2.69. You win again. (laughs) It's so cute, too. Doesn't it look cute? It's kind of small. It does. I buy that. Okay. One ounce McCormick red food coloring. How much do you think that is? Oh. It's very small. I'll just admit it's smaller than the vanilla extract. Not that that should matter, but it's small. Let's say 350 Okay. I'm looking at it. I think it looks like it should cost a dollar. And you okay. said 350 well, it, yeah, I don't I'm know. I'm being told right now, it. it's $3.59. Oh, my word. <gasps> well, you know, Robin, the more something is processed, the more expensive oh, it is. Oh, and it's red food coloring. So this is a big processed item, okay. and it takes a lot to get the vanilla in that vanilla jar. Well, good to know. But it doesn't take so much to get that chocolate and the flour. You're right. So that's what I'm going by. Okay. Now we have a Target brand, silicone spatula. It's black, if that matters. And um, $5. $5? I'm going to say $2. Okay. It's a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dollar. I finally won one. Okay. The last one is a 750 milliliters of Bacardi rum. And it's a fancier one. It's pretty fancy. And look, it's not full. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll say $35. I have never purchased a bottle of rum myself, but uh, you said $35? I'm going to Only s- because it looks fancy. It looks pretty fancy. And it's kind of dark. Not that I don't. Yeah. That means anything. You said $35, and I'm going to say $25. And it is okay. $11.99. <laughs> Boy, someone. Oh, no, I don't drink. Someone's going to get drunk on, uh, that's a cheap drunk. <laughs> well, you won. Now I'm going to send you a, a prize. For well, the- I, I think we were pretty close. I think we were too. Well, unfortunately, that brings us to the end of this episode. I'm so sad because it was so much fun. Before we wrap up, I need to ask you one final question. This podcast is all about starting life-changing secrets. So do you have one major secret, something you've learned along the way 
from friends or family that has dramatically impacted your life? Yes, I have. Oh, what is it? And it's something I learned along the way, which is having the ability to remove negative people from your life. It's amazing how much damage a friend or a family member can do to your self-esteem, your energy, and your success. You need to be strong. You need to believe in yourself without the burden of doubt. The negativity making you question your motives and passions and desires, you need to take control and be confident in what you choose to attain. Don't stress over what you can't control. I would have been a great candidate for Dr. Phil's show. (gasps) Identify the cause of the stress. If it's outside your control, drop it, let it go. And if it's in your control, deal with it, confront it, write it, and do it. (gasps) And I need that from the bottom of my heart. (gasps) Wow. You are an amazing woman. That was beautiful. That was so true. That was profound. Thank you so much. I believe that came from the bottom of your heart. And I promise you it did. Oh, God bless you. That was wonderful. (laughs) Now, please tell the listeners how to binge this season of Holiday Baking Championship and how to find out more information about you. Well, gee, if you have a question, you can go to contact at Mm fullerfarmer.com. And my assistant will forward me all the questions. Um, If you're, if, you know, I'm not a technical person, so I don't know how to explain to you how to stream or binge. I have a little remote and I press a button and I tell the remote what to do when the TV (laughs) does it. I love it. (laughs) So I would just go, Look up or Google, yep. Google um, Holiday Baking Championship. Perfect. And see how you can do it. I love it. You can do it. It's out there. And Farmhouse Rules is on Amazon Perfect. Prime. Perfect. I believe. Perfect. And that's, that was a fabulous show. You are just fantastic. So Secret Squad, as always, head on over to I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for even more fun. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.